Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we're speaking with Alex Miller. Alex is the CEO of Synergetics. Synergetics has a wonderful tagline. I love it. A worldwide resource for business problem solving. We'll talk a little bit more about the areas of consulting and private equity that they play in. But before we get there, Alex, tell us a little bit about you and your career. Thanks. Um, so I grew up in the UK and uh, early on, uh, I was very interested in earth sciences and I uh, chose to pursue a career or at least studying in mining engineering. And so that took me to uh, not just the UK, but to actually to South Africa. And so my first real job was with uh, De Beers Diamond Mining in South Africa. Oh, and wow. um, over a period of about 10 years, I learned uh, all about diamond mining and gold mining with their sister company, Anglo-American. And um, I then pursued uh, studies in systems engineering in uh, University of Cape Town, which uh, ultimately then I was headhunted by a consulting firm uh, in South Africa, and that's how I fell into consulting. So now you are tackling some of the big business problems that companies face. Tell me more about Synergetics and what you're building there. Thank you. Um, so we spend a lot of time with private equity firms. Probably 70% of our business has a private equity sponsor associated with it. And so we work across four uh, primary segments, healthcare, business services, consumer, and industrials. And we are really focused on operational improvements within those businesses. So we look through the lenses of process, through organization people, and through systems, and how they ultimately combine to drive business performance. And so, uh, we work with a number of private equity firms um, who introduce us to their portfolio companies. We hate to be parachuted into those, uh, those portfolio companies, but we're introduced to them. And uh, we work alongside collaboratively with the management teams of those portfolio companies. And we help them to bring about operational Im improvements uh, quality, service, but also financial improvements. Well, I imagine that right now your services are in high demand as private equity groups try to be more efficient with their investments. But tell me a little bit about what you're finding right now. I mean, I do know that PE firms in general have been feeling a little bit of the inflationary pinch. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Um, you know, for the past 15 years, private equity firms have had this strong tailwind of uh, low interest rates. And so their ability to get deals done 
uh, and get them done at a, uh, at a, at a, in, a in a financial scenario that's uh, that's, that's beneficial. Now that uh, that that tailwind is is really turned into a headwind with with the increased uh, uh, interest rates and uh, the challenging credit market. So um, I think where private equity firms in the past have driven value um, through somewhat uh, operational aspects, but primarily through financial re-engineering, that has turned around. And so um, to your point, uh, we're being called upon frequently now to help them out with the operational improvements mm. uh, as, they, as they try to make their returns. So, I mean, Alex, you have an incredible background and in, I mean, you started working in diamonds. Now you're working in consulting. Tell me a little bit about what drives you and why is it this that you focus on? Yeah, so I, I enjoyed the, the mining industry early in my career. Um, it was always about working with people, working with organizations and, and solving problems in an engineering setting. And so I think that um, applies across many of the other businesses that we work with, different segments in which um, we're trying to help clients solve puzzles, operational puzzles. Um, there's the old saying that says, you know, sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when you have a third party come into a business, um, and, and look at it through these three lenses that I mentioned, mentioned earlier, uh, we're able to see things and opportunities that perhaps uh, the management teams or uh, the folks within the organization can't see. And so mm -hmm. I think that collaborative approach using their expertise in the business, uh, in their business, uh, and often at unique situations, alongside our experienced consultants who come from various uh, walks of life and different industries and segments. Um, they're able to shine a light on uh, different ways of, of looking at processes, organizations, systems, and how they're applied. And as a result, able to solve some of those problems uh, and ultimately reduce costs and improve revenues. So, I mean, tell me a little bit, I mean, in the, the world of consulting right now, we've gone through such a roller coaster ride over the last couple of years from a business standpoint in general, from the time of the pandemic to now. And tell me a little bit about the state of the consulting space in general. Are you seeing that there's a strong appetite for this stuff right now? I think there are a number of elements of play. Um, in some cases, uh, from a consulting perspective, deal flow, especially with connection to private equity, really does drive volume of work. Mm -hmm. uh, our M&A type activity, which is typically operational diligence, represents about 15% of what we do. Uh, more of our work is really around the portfolio companies and solving some of those problems within portfolio companies. So. Um, so I think it depends upon the consulting firm and where their focus uh, focus lies. So um, I, I think that there's the natural variation from an economic perspective, overlain by the private equity situation from a deal flow perspective. Um, and so I think that we do see these uh, variations in, in demand. 
But overall, I think that we see a strong, certainly uh, back end of the year and 2024, as I think the is going to be an increase in, in, in deal flow and therefore more, more flow through from a, a post-merger integration work and, and portfolio work. Yeah, I hope you are right. I mean, certainly looking at the near future will be something I want to ask you about. Just to kind of tweet through a little bit behind your passion. I mean, clearly you are a problem solver. I mean, I think that may be a characteristic for folks that go into your type of profession. What do you think drives that? And where do you think you got that from? I think it's probably from my engineering background. So engineers uh, have a certain way of looking at, at, uh, at the world. And so it's it probably started early on when I was trying to fix cars or fix engines or that sort of thing. And um, and so that, uh, you know, moved to organizations and, and I think working with people. So it's how do you get the best out of people? How do you focus on people's strengths? And... Um, and again, looking through the, from a process perspective, process always leads our work um, in terms of how can processes be made more streamlined? How can we use technology to enable process improvement? And then how do we make that work in an operational setting? So I think it's going from, it's bridging that gap between operational strategy and operational reality. And yeah. so that's where our focus is. And as a result, a lot of our consultants um, have a uh, engineering background or they have a operations background where they've been in, they've run facilities, they've run operations and bring that to a client setting. What do you think the trick is, Alex, to, you know, once you've really helped a customer see the opportunity or the need what's the trick to get them to actually implement it so one of our taglines is uh, implementation not just recommendation and so as we think of, as as we've developed our process or our approach over the last uh, 40 or 50 years um, it always starts with some level of analysis or diagnostic. So it's, it's that uh, shining the light on reality. And then it's about involving all of the stakeholders. And, and those people would be management, people working in, in the process. So that could be on the shop floor, if it's in a manufacturing setting, it could be in the clinic, if it's in the healthcare setting, but it's about helping them understand the current state and then helping them understand what it could be, the future state, and having them involved uh, throughout the process. I think that's what helps to encourage them and get them involved and bought into the implementation and yeah. ultimately the results they're looking to achieve. Yeah, it's a good advice for all folks that are out there trying to navigate change and working with folks on change. But I mean, Alex, here we are looking at an interesting economic landscape right now. What's on the horizon for you and the team over, let's say, the next 18 months, two years? 
Yeah, so I, I certainly think that uh, it's a growth opportunity for us. Um, we have four segments, as I mentioned earlier, led by very uh, capable and experienced, talented uh, leaders of those four uh, segments. Um, so it's it's around growth and driving that growth through uh, private equity relationships. Um, we have an exciting product that we're developing. We call it Cinnovate, and it's a uh, BI Power BI tool uh, that we implement rapidly uh, in shop floor situations um, where we can access data from multiple systems and have it up and running very quickly for uh, management teams, particularly around the uh, production uh, arena, where we can have them up and running and we teach them how to use that data, how to interpret that data, and then start to uh, use that to improve their performance uh, across, their, across their processes and improve uh, productivity. So that's an exciting product we have uh, developing right now. We have that across probably 10 different client sites right now uh, in a beta format. Um, another area is around AI and the application of AI uh, within uh, some of our client situations. I think the adoption of AI has, has flattened or plateaued um, over the last year or so. And I think that there's a number of mid-market and lower mid-market uh, clients or companies that don't quite see how can we apply AI technologies to our operational situations. Right. And so I think that's an area for us where as we bring that capability and that knowledge from a process perspective, the technology perspective, and then the change management component, it allows us to then help them to uh, implement those AI technologies uh, across their businesses. We had a, a recent example of a ice distribution business and that particular ice distribution business clearly has uh, fluctuations in their demand, some are being the highest demand. And so as we looked at that business, and this is the element of seeing the wood for the trees, where we were able to look at their forecast accuracy from an operational perspective, region to region, and they were achieving mid 70s uh, percent forecast accuracy. But if you could increase significantly the forecast accuracy, the impact on the operational costs associated with that would be significant. So we looked at some AI machine learning technology in which we could take the historical data of these particular uh, regions of this business, but then add in through AI, uh, NOAA data, weather data, uh, overlaying, and then you let the machine learning technology start to uh, forecast more effectively the regional uh, accuracy. And we were able to drive some of the regions up to greater than 95% forecast accuracy. Wow. The impact that that had on the business was very significant from a cost perspective of their fleets of trucks, their labor costs, their uh, fuel costs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 
I mean, what a fascinating industry to work in. We all need more ice these days. Maybe come up with a climate neutral ice. I think that would be an amazing achievement. I love that idea. Alex, it's been great talking with you about everything that's going on with Synergetics. If somebody wanted to learn about all of the things that you're doing, the new products like Synovate and others, where's the best place to reach you? Best place uh, to reach us or certainly find uh, out about us online, synergeticsww.com and uh, contact us uh, at our offices uh, or email me at millera at synergeticsww.com. Excellent. Well, Alex, thank you so much for being on Uncage today. We've been speaking with Alex Miller. He is the CEO of Synergetics, which is a world resource for business problem solving. And really, I think, Alex, what resonated with me is that bridge between finding those solutions and then making them into reality, you know, bringing them to life with the customer as the partner of that customer. I think that that is really what makes Synergetics very, very special. I'd love to have you back, Alex. Thank you so much for being on Uncage, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, man. Cheers. Bye-bye.